0: the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This.
1: This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure. Because every voice matters. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Women in AV. Uh, Joining me today, I have Jennifer Goodyear, my trusty co-host. How are you doing today, Jennifer? Good. How are you, Erica? I am awesome. Thank you. And joining us today, we have some lovely guests. We'll start with Jen. I'll let you introduce yourself, Jen and Carrie.
2: Um, Go ahead, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Jen Steinhardt. I am a consultant with uh, SMW. Um, and you may also know me from the Twitterverse as Nerdy Crawl A B.
1: Awesome! How about you, Carrie? Can you give us a little introduction? Sure. So I'm Carrie Garcia. Um,
3: you guys might know my hashtag #GetCarriedAway. Uh, I'm on Twitter as ABChick, and I work for YCD Multimedia, and I head up their sales for the US.
1: Awesome. Thanks. So today we have a, a pretty. Um, interesting conversation planned. Um, our topic today is uh, going to be centered more about mental health and uh, wellness and what that means, you know, with home, with the workplace, and mixing the two together. Um, I'm going to kick it off to Jen uh, to sort of start the conversation since you were spearheading all the the research and everything behind this particular. Yeah, episode. sure. So uh, first of
0: all, I wanted to bring Jen and Carrie on because uh, Carrie was my co-leader for the VIXA Women's Council down in South Florida. And she was just always so, she always has a happy, everyone, anyone that knows Carrie, she's always got a positive, happy attitude. She always shows up for you when you need her. She's just really easy to talk to. She, I think she's one of those amiable people and all of A.V., really. And you, of course, Carrie, tell me what you want me sharing or not sharing about your personal life, but you would never know that sometimes she's been going through things in her personal life with her health, and she never brings that to anyone else's desk. She never puts that on anyone else. You wouldn't know it's there. So you've got to have some pretty good mental health coping skills, I think, in order to do that. So that's why I had carry on. And as far as Jen goes, she is just kind of synonymous with uh, mental health within our industry. We both got 40 under 40 this year with Commercial Integrator, and she was known for her help with mental health within our industry. And I think that is huge because I didn't ever hear of it before Jen brought it up, honestly. So I really wanted to find out how you even get the confidence to do that. And I wanted to thank her as well for doing that. So we'll get the, I want to get the topic started with Jen, how did you bring mental health up into our industry? How did you make it a thing? Were you scared? What can you tell us about it?
2: I was scared out of my mind, no doubt, but it was also what brought me to just jump and start talking about it. So kind of bringing that back a little bit, when I was younger, I mean, I've been dealing with um, depression and anxiety since I can remember, particularly even since my teenage years. So it's, um, it's something that I've been really trying to understand and practice different strategies to manage it, but a lot of it was managing on my own. And when I got kind of into the workplace and the more active in kind of high school where you're having more conversations about these kinds of issues with a safer space that may be like a school rather than at home or in certain friend groups. And the feedback was just in that time very much that if you talk about these things, you're either going to be perceived as weak that you're not capable of doing the job um, and that you're not going to get hired. And I just, I got to a point where I felt that particularly around topics of neurodiversity, where this is just an insane process. There's no way this is the way the world can work. There's just no way. Um, And, you know, I guess, short story long, is that I, I decided there, I know that there's others like me who are going through a very human process, um, whether it's um, you know, a mental health condition like depression, or it's uh, you're going through a really difficult life change, like loss of a loved one. Um, not one is greater or less, they're just different and absolutely valid. Um, and there's strengths that come along with some of these conditions too. Um, and it's time that we, we talk about it. And as scary as it is, because there is still stigma, this is actually a really exciting time to be an adult um, and, and have a, a, an ex, a, a difference, uh, a invisible diversity or disability, depending on your environment, um, because we're able to talk about this more now. Is it perfect? No, but that's my long-winded answer.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree that we're finally talking about it. It's an exciting time to be an adult. I was actually just visiting friends in Orlando that work in a completely different industry. And we were talking about how we feel bad for generations that are even just a decade or two decades above us, because at least we are allowed to talk about it. I don't think 10, 20 years ago, it was appropriate. And um, Carrie, you have two boys and so they're of the generation that's coming into the work. Well, they've been in the workforce, but they're, they're younger than everyone on this mm-hmm. call and yes. they are coming into a workforce. And do you ever see that they are able to talk about, Hey, I need mental health day, or is that more of an open thing for their generation? It is quite a bit of a, more of an open than, than it was even in my day. I
3: mean, um, I come from a Hispanic background and nobody ever got therapy, right? You would pick up the phone and you'd call an aunt and you'd complain or cry. And they would tell you, butch up, deal with it. This is life, you know, or you're a woman. And like, what kind of advice is that, right? For a young impressionable girl. Um, so that is what I experienced when I was young. And so now I admire and I appreciate um, folks like Jen and her advocacy within our industry for women of women. And it's like, my kids openly speak about, um, them having five mental health days a year, right. In addition to their vacation or their PTO and, you know, no reasoning necessary. Uh, my eldest is an attorney and wow, does he have a major, major workload? So I see the mental health days necessary for him, but even our college students are getting mental health days because my youngest graduates on Saturday and he had about five this year. So my 24 year old and my 25 year old have Mm -hmm. it so much easier. Um, No offense, because they're men, number one. And then number two, because they've grown up and it's a lot more acceptable to speak about now than even when I was growing up, you know, I'm 20 years older than each of them, right? And and it's just, um, it was a big stigma. You didn't speak about it. Everything was hush-hush.
1: So I'd like to hop in here for a second. I come from a similar Hispanic background. And um, my biggest advice that I got from my family was, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not advice at all. But I mean, all of the, the women before me and my family, they have all figured it out. And so that's, you know, you're, you're finding your way and, and you'll figure it out. And that's not really an answer, but I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Um, I know that I work for a company that is a little bit more open-minded. And I think that more companies are, are leaning towards this where we have sort of health and wellness built into our culture, where we have like Days for yoga or mindfulness Mondays where they schedule a meditation once a month just to get give people time to purposefully put time on their calendar to not have to work during those hours and actually go through, you know, some personal healing um, when it comes to balancing your workload and stuff like that. Have you heard of other companies doing that or... What other things companies are offering to their employees to proactively help them with their mental health?
2: I also I want to go back and mention something that I thought was super interesting that, that you both brought up was a matter of intersectionality that goes into how we each experience mental health as well. Um, which is a very challenging topic when you're you're talking about mental health in the workplace, but it's unavoidable when we're talking about mental health, is that there are, um, you know, an intersectionality is kind of referring to, um, you mentioned your Hispanic background, mentioned being a woman, um, and then mentioning your sons of being male. Um, and so how each of these different levels of what kind of social structures and expectations around each kind of identity um, affects us and, and how we're taught to deal with it and how we're taught to, to handle it and breaking that cycle is super difficult. So I just, I thought it was so interesting because of what we all experienced as females, um, but what you each experience as Hispanic females, I just, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Uh, Kind of going back to what um, seeing in the workplace, uh, particularly wellness rooms and having a place to go and take a break, having resources Mm -hmm. and things like that, Um, whether it's a how-to guide or a here's where you can go if you need to talk to someone, Um, here's where you can go if you need support for, say, something around your identity. Maybe it's uh, an LGBTQ issue, maybe it's around race or gender. Um, but having those kind of resources, um, are some big things that I've been seeing as well.
3: Where I'm at currently at YCD, I am encouraged to go ahead and be an adult and, and make those decisions and those findings on my own. There are resources that are offered to me through our, um, you know, medical providers. And in addition to, uh, I work with a phenomenal team who checks their ego at the door and encourages everybody to contribute uh, or not contribute and you choose how you want to go ahead and perform your duties. And I think that that empowerment in and of itself and that encouragement um, trumps any culture that's talked about in the workplace. But actionable culture is when you allow your individual contributors to be adults, And ask for that assistance or find it and and help them find it, right? So being a a power for good and not to ignore or, you know, like sweep things under the rug.
1: So what kind of resources can other companies offer to their employees as an avenue um, to reach out for, for help?
0: do we know of anyone in that company wise in our industry is doing anything similar to what like hospitals are doing? I had said in there that my, I brought this subject up to my husband and They're 70% female. So we're in completely different. I'm in a male dominated, he's in a female dominated industry. And things are a lot easier for him over there. He says everyone, all the women are so warm, you know, (laughs) so he's having a great time. But one of the things is mental health is taken very seriously in his industry because they are in the healthcare industry. And so they see this is a health issue. It's just as important as any other part of your health. So they um, actually offer you free therapy, you get six free days. They get, you have a phone number, you can call up, make an appointment anytime. And then I think it's $20 every session after that. So you basically have free mental health care at all times, basically, or very, very cheap. Do we have anything like that
2: in our industry? Jen, have you seen that at all? So I have not. And I was actually really surprised when I I saw you when you'd sent that out, because I have I've been seeing in the industry um, things like flexible vacation time um, or flexible schedules um, or sorry, unlimited PTO, I think is the phrase that um, that's been going around, which is it, it serves a very similar uh, purpose and that you're giving people time to essentially like carries saying manage your schedule to, to how you need to. Um, and it's really, it's a business case as well. I mean, it sounds dirty to say it like that, but it's, um, what's good for business is also good for your people that Mm
3: -hmm.
2: if they're being run into the ground or if they're going through something, um, whether it's, you know, chemical or life circumstance, um, you know, taking one day um, is going to really help for the long term. Um, So I've also seen informal programs like, hey, you know, you've been covering a lot and let's, uh, you know, how about you take a a PTO day? Don't worry, it's not going to count towards. So I've seen some things like that in certain places as well.
3: Yeah, I've seen after like a big project. Hey, why don't you take a long weekend, right? Take the Friday or long weekend or take Monday off coming from finance before AB, um, they actually had what you're talking about, Jen, going ahead and doing like five, uh, visits of therapy considered like an ERP program and then a $25 extension for the therapy afterwards, especially for new moms, um, a lactation room being set up, because when you have to go back and if you're still nursing, you're able to go ahead and express, keep it in a fridge. I mean, back in the day, I'm 50 something, and um, I went ahead and they bought me like a little fridge to my desk. I I didn't have a room that I could go into, but I went into the ladies room. I pumped there, stuck it in my fridge. My husband at lunchtime would come pick it up, take it back to my mother-in-law and my mom who were babysitting for me at the time. I just think that we, as an industry, are encouraging our women so much more now that women are speaking up and saying, hey, uh, that's my seat, move over, right? Um, Because we're sitting at the table now. And I think that like in any industry, we just have to command respect for ourselves, right? For others to in turn respect us. And sometimes that has been hard for me, case in point, because um, a woman in this industry, I didn't know much. I knew IT, but I didn't know AV. And then I had those allies, those men that were willing to go ahead and help me learn because I proved myself. I sat in the permitting offices. I went on ride-alongs. I tried to get to know the guys at you know, at and I was climbing poles, right? So they knew I wasn't afraid to do the work and I wasn't just coming in to try to be like, you know, a booth babe, that kind of thing. But I got more and more, I guess, street cred in the industry because I was willing to learn. I'm willing to go ahead and put myself out there, be vulnerable, but also, um, you know, command respect. I love giving back to the community because I know Like, you know, little girls are impressionable, right? The work that Erica and Jen are doing with, you know, Rosie's Riveters is so um, important. I I had so many inspirational people contribute into my lives. I was a pastor's kid and I was very, very sheltered. Um, At the same time, I grew up around a lot, a lot of love. So I went ahead and my mom is a cancer survivor which actually helped me through my cancer journey, right? So three-time cancer survivor, and how do I do that? Um, I had a lot of people encouraging me in my corner and I had almost like guilt that I survived and had to deal with that. That's like, that takes a toll on your mental health. In addition to imposter syndrome, after I did survive and I'm overcoming that guilt, like, can I do this? How do I progress in my career? What am I doing next to help myself? And um, I'm sitting for my CTS this year at Infocom. So fingers crossed ladies.
0: (laughs) That's very exciting. That's awesome. And you've always, when you were going through, I never knew you were going through anything health wise to begin mm-hmm. with. And you were always asking me, how can I help you? Cause I was, I was, I think when we met, I was only 23 or 24. Yeah. I was really young and, uh, I was, Intimidated by this industry and trying to get involved and you were always asking me how you could help me and all that and it's so it's crazy that I didn't learn till later on that this wasn't even like your first time around with cancer and it was right. it's crazy and you never put that on, you were just always a smiling face and so I always. Thought, wow, there she's taking care of her mental health because you can't treat people the way you treat people unless you're taking care. Because that's that's all another yeah. subject I wanted to bring up. We're not doing our mental health stuff. You're really not doing it for you. Like for me, when I get into a depressive state or I have anxiety. I'm kind of fine with it, (laughs) you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm used to being around myself, so Mm -hmm. I'm okay with me that way. But I do have to recognize that no one else around me is having a good time if I'm that way. So you really have to take care (laughs) of your mental health for the people around you that you love.
3: It's, it's the two boys that you do it for. In my case, you know, uh, when I would get into a funk, I would just, you know, have to stay positive and think about them. And, and want to make sure that I created a safe space and, and a comfortable space for them. Um, not to the detriment of myself. I, I knew I'd be able to go ahead and like roll with the punches. I've got grit. I can sink my heels in and get myself out of it. But for them, right? And my husband, he's so funny. He's like, you know, I always introduce him as my better half. And he always introduces me as his three-quarter better. And it just... It's not lip service. It really does lift your spirits. It encourages you, and it empowers you to to go on to the next thing, right? Um, we've been married come November. It'll be like thirty two years, and he's like my biggest cheerleader, and so we have a very tight family unit. and And I do it for them as much as for myself. And I'm a big giver. Um, I just believe in always paying back. You know my mom, thank God, she's still with me and she's a cancer survivor. And here I am three time cancer survivor. What do I have to complain about? Like what, what could possibly, and, and I, and I do get into funks. i I'm not like perfect, but at the same time, I have so much to be grateful for the gratitude is where my attitude comes from. I'm blessed. And so I just want to give that back. I want to pay, I want to reach back and, and give it to those that are coming up and I want to pay it forward. Because I've been so blessed in my life.
1: I love that so much. There's so much to take away from that. Having cheerleaders in your life, sharing the gratitude, pay it forward. <laughs> all of that is is so important to this entire conversation. And I, I'm curious, i curious. I didn't know all of this about you and, and your history. Um, how did you... How did you keep it together at work? I mean, the balance between it's more than just like life and work. You had life and health and work and kids and family and yeah. <laughs> when you work
3: hard and people see your work ethic, they're more um they, they show more empathy with you. Uh my last job, um, it was amazing CRO. Uh I went ahead and I called him and I said, Listen, I already went ahead and put in for a week vacation, but we were coming up to, you know, the end of the year, end of the quarter, December 2nd. And I'm like, I'm what I'm thinking about doing is having surgery on a Wednesday, taking Thursday, Friday off Saturday and Sunday. That kind of makes a week for me. I'll be back to work on Monday. And he's like, are you kidding me? Three days, three months, three weeks. This will be here when you get back, we are supporting you. And it was just like the best feeling to have a leader be that empathetic to your situation and, um, and just know because of your work ethic, because you have always put your best foot forward and done the best you could for the organization, that the organization is actually on your side and mm-hmm. empowering you and allowing you to heal and, and to take care of what you need to do health wise
0: and knowing that the business will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen, when you were um, bringing all of the mental health stuff up in a public light in AV, were you hearing from any leadership? Like Gary was saying, it's really important for the leadership to understand the importance of mental health and giving you a break. Were you hearing from any leadership at all? Or was it basically just people coming to you saying, I'm going through the same thing? Like, What was the feedback there?
2: It's been mixed. I've, I've gotten a lot of um, comments and from people in leadership positions Um, and I think it's a mixed bag. I think it's more of a, we need to be talking about it more. Um, And I think that looking at the models of support that we see in home, like a supportive husband and family or partner, I mean, I'm just, I'm using Carrie's example. Whatever your 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 family structure looks like is perfect, um, but it's essentially, you know, your your manager, um, middle management, and upper management both needs this training. And you know, what what does mental health first aid look like? How do you respond? You know, what are some empathetic ways of managing a schedule, like you guys were just talking about. Um, Giving we we need way more training in that aspect. Um, I, compared to openness is great um, and awareness and education is a very important first step, but we need to be talking about it much, much more in leadership. Can
1: we break that down to, to even a, a more um, micro level, something that is an easy thing for managers to do or to lead by example. Do you have any advice for that? Just like a quick takeaway. The first thing that comes to mind, let me tell you where I'm, where I'm headed with this. (laughs) What comes to mind with me is in my experience in working in general, um, I have had managers that will email me at 10 o'clock at night or at, you know, 6 a.m. on Saturday. And I think people aren't using the tools that they could be using, like s- scheduling an email, mm-hmm. because they should be leading by example, mm-hmm.
2: right? And also taking care of their own mental health and not sending emails at 10 at night as well. Exactly. <laughs> <I agree>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are the, is there anything else that's just like a small tip? Like, what can we do today to help promote a positive you know mental health outlook
2: today what what can we do i mean i think at its base level i've i've really enjoyed leaders like um uh brene brown and simon sinek Mm -hmm. i think that they're excellent models to to lack look at in in this aspect um, but I believe that it was simon sinek that he he was giving a, a speak a speech talking about it, his infinite mindset and the infinite game and he kind of talks about being vulnerable as a leader is not to show up cry and go I'm vulnerable but yeah sometimes you kind of gotta cry and you know step aside regroup all right so let's let's do this you know but being vulnerable be vulnerable know that it's human and it's not you know be kind be strong remember you're not alone that's the way I've mm-hmm. I mean I've mm-hmm. been bad about keeping up with my YouTube videos but that's always the way I, I like to close them off and I think that no matter where you are in a power structure whether it's formal power or informal power mm-hmm. um, you need to be leading with a how can I help you what? Do I need, you know, what roadblocks are you facing right now? I've noticed that you've been late, you know, uh, you know, a few times in a row. What's going on? You know, you know, and it's be open when they respond to that, because it's a lot of times what makes a environment safe is a micro conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. something that you said in passing to someone else that that's that's where the that culture Builds and comes from, and so being more intentional about those things, and just being a little bit more human. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, that human factor actually mm-hmm. comes into place, and it matters more than than anybody knows. I mean, think about bereavement policies, right? Where you go ahead and you get a standard three day if it's local, five day if it's you know someplace you have to travel to, and it has to be immediate family. Well, sometimes um, your husband's family or extended family is even closer than your own personal family, right? So a three-day bereavement may not be enough, uh, but just a simple, how are you doing? Have you thought about grievance counseling or, or you know, do you need assistance? I mean, I don't even care if it's a basket or a plant, right? Mm-hmm. Something that just shows your humanity and that you care because people don't care what you say. They care how you make them feel. And, you know, leaders are responsible for their team.
1: That's a great point. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. That's brings us to about half an hour. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. This.
0: And we like, barely really even touched on mental health. It really is. It's something that we just have to keep talking about in this industry. Because like 30 minutes, it just went by trying to get through it. And it... I think that it really is that whole old saying of everyone's going through a struggle you have no idea about. And I think everyone's kind of said that in their own way on this call. Like if someone, like Jen was saying, if someone's being late, is it possible that they have something going on and it's not just because they're lazy? And if someone, if a manager is acting out. And is it possible that they've got something going on and they're under a lot of pressure and they don't have the tools they need? So I think we all just need to keep looking out for each other. And Mm -hmm. I mean, doing what Carrie did, just you can go through things and still be a kind, warm person to the people around you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. 1000%. So thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Carrie uh, for joining us today and, and for helping us explore this topic. I hope that we can come back to it. I know that there's so much more, more avenues to unpack. <laughs> to unpack absolutely.
3: <laughs> to be continued.
1: Yes. yes, absolutely. Well, thank you ladies. Thank you for joining our women in AV podcast. Where can we find you Jen
0: and
2: Carrie? Well, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, my, uh, as i mentioned, a uh, nerdy girl, AV um, and uh, always happy to connect um, and uh, anything, you know, whether it's AV, mental health, neurodiversity, I'm always open to chat. So please happy to connect.
0: Thank you for being that resource for people. That's pretty amazing. And you, Carrie? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And on Twitter
3: as Chick, or at Garcia at ycdmultimedia.com.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining us today and have a great rest of your mental health week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
3: for having me.